Let's Talk to Animals. My name is Shannon Cutts. I'm an animal intuitive and sensitive, what we call an animal communicator, and a Reiki master practitioner. This is my grumpy 23-year-old feathered sidekick, soul bird, Pearl Cutts. Those of you who are um, fans of the vlogcast version know him well. He's in the mood to nap right now. Again, I wish I, you know what, if I took as many naps as you did, I probably look that good too. So we are here in season three of Let's Talk to Animals. This podcast was birthed out of a desire, out of a desire to share stories of interspecies conversation, to de-woo, to demystify the ability, our inbuilt birthright ability to communicate across species boundaries. In our first two seasons, if you've been following along, we have shared so many wonderful stories from animal intuitives and energy healers and light bearers throughout the world. In season three, we are branching out and we're starting to talk about what today's guest likes to call the elephant in the room, which is a really apropos way to say it. I think we've got Kevin Ringstaff here from PetCloud.com, and we're starting to talk about what comes next. What happens when we're having a conversation and an animal shares a need, or there's a hurting human in the mix, and there is grief? How do we interact with the shared human and non-human experience of grief? How do we sidestep the common peril, the trap of getting stuck in our grief, feeling unsupported in our grief, feeling muted and unable to share our grief? Kevin has some amazing resources. I'm not going to, I'm going to stop talking. You didn't tune in today to hear me. I'm going to stop talking and let Kevin share. Of course, I, I prepped him a little bit before we started that I always invite our guests to take us back to the beginning, share a little bit about your personal story. How did you come to your deep love of animals and to the work that you do today? Well, uh, hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me on. Grateful. You know, I, I grew up with animals, so they've always been a part of my life. And cats mainly growing up, but we had one dog named Queenie. And that was really my brother's dog. You know, I was more of a cat person because my mom was a cat person. And, you know, that's, that's who I took more after, you know, growing up. But, you know, like having my uh, pets as an adult for the very first time, you know, when we when you're 100 percent responsible for them, that's a little bit different. Yeah. Right. It's a completely different animal and pun fully intended. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. And, you know, when when you're responsible for all of that, it changes how you feel about them. It changes how closely we become bonded with them. And when we lose that bond, like when they die, when they run away you know, what have you, it's, you know, we're, we're stuck, you know, holding that grief we see, not knowing what to do with it, yeah. not really having any resources or anyone around who understands that kind of loss, even friends and family don't really understand. And, you know, that's where I found myself a few years ago now, uh, Henry Fats Rothschild, my first big fat orange cat, he went missing one day, you know, about seven or eight years ago now. And you know, at that time, there wasn't a lot of resources for this, right? And so yeah. I just, what do you, what did I do with that grief? I just held on to it. 
Well, that's all, you can only do that for so long. Grief finds another way out, you know, eventually. And, you know, with me, it's, you know, a lot of anger and, you know, just being apart from other people, isolation. But I eventually found a better way to manage that grief. And, you know, that's sort of how Pet Cloud was founded, you know, all the way back in 2016. And, you know, I've been growing and learning ever since. I feel like a lot of good stuff started in the middle of the last decade. I feel like so much of the work I do today was birthed around that time as well. And it just feels like there's there was this upwelling, if you will, of that's enough. I can't take any more of this. There needs to be something's got to give. Something needs to shift. And hey, wait a minute. Maybe I can be a part of that that yeah. deep, deep pain that we carry as a culture, as a society, and now as a planet that's prompting us to be, to, to, to step forward and take some ownership of that and take some, some steps to improve the quality of our life and the quality of the lives of the animals that we love. So let's talk a little bit about pet cloud. What is it? You know, I was sharing with you before we press record that I sent out a blog post a couple of months ago and you were at the top of the list for, for my animal communication and energy healing clients uh, because I have so many people that I'm communicating with that do feel very isolated in their grief. Maybe I'm the only person they feel fully, fully um, safe and comfortable to share their grief process with. And so I, I stumbled across your work because I just wanted to put together a comprehensive guide to offer my, my clients some options, but I was too in the, in the hurried way of someone who's wearing a, you know, a dozen ill fitting hats didn't take some time to really dive in until I re stumbled across you. There are no accidents, right? And it really triggered uh, because I, I too suffered some very painful losses. Uh, most recently, my precious box turtle, Bruce, has gone missing and returned to the wild. And then I wrote about um, my my beloved cockatiel, Jacob, who passed. And that's how Pearl came into my life. And I wrote a whole book about that. That was one way I processed my grief. But when I started really digging into Pet Cloud, and then you have a spinoff that you're just starting to birth. I don't know if you really want to spill the beans on that yet too much, but um, please take us through some of the ways, like your vision for Pet Cloud and how it can help people who yeah. are in anywhere in the stages of the grief process with their animals. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, well, our website is petcloud.pet.pet. You said .com at the very beginning. I'm so a, sorry. Okay. That's a, I'm gonna... uh, that's a subtle, that's a completely different website. Gotcha. But, so know, our, I will put website. that in the show notes, guys. Erase <laughs> petcloud.com from your memory. It's petcloud.pets, P-E-T. S -E no S. P E T pet cloud dot pet and I will put it in the show notes so you want to memorize that one okay so sorry about that keep going please we oh, want yeah, to hear fine um well so I put that slide up there and you know we started with just uh, like a way to create a digital memorial for your pets every pet that you've lost you know growing up and. If you go on there, um, I believe the demo account, you can see me as a toddler with all my cats all the way up until now. 
And so wonderful. It's a way to like share those pictures and talk about what we've lost with other people who have also lost. And that, that's the key difference because it's different from sharing it on Facebook or any other kind of social media platform because, well, you interact with regular people who you know, may or may not understand why you're talking about a loss, you know, a dog that you lost 10 years ago. But it's yeah. his birthday and you want to talk about it, right? Exactly. And, about. and well, that's how we started. But now we do, uh, everything we do is virtual because of the pandemic. Absolutely. All of our support groups. Uh, every single Sunday, we have two groups that meet for about an hour or more. And really, that's just for people going through any kind of grief with pets. That's amazing. So, so it's actually a... Is it is it a more of like a chat room based or is it a Zoom? It's all on, or, Zoom. Yeah, it's all on Zoom. So people can actually so because we have a we have a lot of our listeners include animal communicators, energy workers, and complementary practitioners, but a lot of aspiring animal communicators and a lot of pet parents who are in various stages with their animals and wouldn't it be amazing to have I wish I mean yeah you know it's interesting because being being a light worker being an energy healer being an animal communicator it doesn't none of these things that we add to our um professional toolkit so to speak or even our personal toolkit it, it still doesn't it doesn't erase the need to move through the grief and to have the experience of having others hold space for us to yeah. hear exactly how we really feel. And, and this is one of, one of the I, I, long story about that, that I won't share here, but to have the experience that even when we're grieving, even when we feel broken, even when we feel like impossibly stuck, that we have enough to give that we can hold space for somebody else who's grieving mm -hmm. to be able to to sit in a virtual room with someone else and realize me being here and showing up is making a difference in the pain this other person feels yeah i hear that a lot people will share something and then later in the chat someone else will share something like oh you reminded me of this and i feel so much better now that i know i'm not alone i don't feel that you know, you feel the exact same way I do. And tell me a little bit, not with not naming any names, of course, but just a little bit about the folks that you meet each week. And just so people can get a sense of how very, very welcome they are and how it tr this truly is for everyone. Yeah, so we do the groups free every Sunday and people can come as many times as they like. And we have anywhere from 12 to 18 people a group and people who have just lost like that week loss and people who it's been, you know, over a year and they've been coming off and on. So it's this hodgepodge of, of people in various stages of grief, mostly cats and dogs, but we, we do have birds and horses and small animals and like rabbits and gerbils and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, never had a box turtle though. Mm. 
first there with uh, uh, Bruce, I think you said. Yeah, and that's an important point because, of course, Bruce, at least to the best of, of my inner intuitive knowledge, is still alive, but he's no longer in my life. He is, he, uh, he has returned to the wild. He's decided he's ready for a wild life again. He was a rescue when he came to me, and so we shared seven wonderful years together, and he brought me to this work in a really powerful way, and then he departed to continue his journey and have his life experience in the way that felt best for him. And that too is, it's been something I, there isn't, I think of him multiple times a day. I miss him. I have a baby box turtle, a hatchling box turtle that I'm raising right now. And I adore her. And yet I still miss my Bruce. It's like, we just don't, we don't change them out. It's not like, you know, we lost one and go get another. And that is exactly where where we end up so often when we share from our deep heart in an open social platform like Facebook or something, I'm not pointing fingers at Facebook, but just any of the, where it's like, you know, people are experiencing profound losses and that post or that share that we do may intersect with someone else at a point where they've experienced a loss and they have a judgment. Well, my loss is greater than your loss or my loss was a human animal. And you're, it's like, we're not going to go there. Loss is loss. If you take all the labels and all the species off, the fundamental experience is the same. Mm-hmm. Deep pain, deep suffering that needs to be eased. And the often the the only real transformative way to do that is to see that that mirrored back in someone else's eyes that they they understand they feel it too we're we'll we'll get through it together i like that it's open i like that people are coming from all walks of life and so can you share because people can be really really shy especially you know obviously on zoom i assume you don't require them to turn their their video on if they don't want to is there a time to share how does it work just to give people some comfort when they're joining that they kind of know what to expect you know what i'm saying yeah we give people about five minutes or so to share and when it's your turn you can share anything that's going on in your life Mm -hmm. anything that's on your heart and not all shares are bad uh you know sad let me say it that way not all shares are sad and heart-wrenching now, some of them are beautiful. You know, I was going out the other day, a, a member six months who lost a pet six months ago, had a great dream and just felt like their animal came back and talked with them. And they were been Amazing. praying for that for weeks and they finally had it. And it was probably me and five other people who, who remembered them from last week. And we had a mini celebration for that. Oh, that's amazing. Because that, that also plants a seed in other people's minds who are grieving and don't know what to do. It's like, sometimes we just need something to do. Like, just give me something to do. <laughs> like, okay, you can pray for your animal to come, come to you in a dream. You can pray for your animal to give you a sign that they're with you. You know, and that's something that's a takeaway that can our left brain just gets really frustrated when it doesn't have something tangible and practical to work on. (laughs) Right. Like, like our left brain, like everyone else who responds typically to us in grief, you know, we want to fix it. Right. We want to make it better and there's no making it better. There's no fixing it. 
Mm-mm. And there's, it's, it's not, it's, it's so interesting because I lost my father a year ago in two months and shepherded him through his hospice process. And, you know, it was five minutes of grieving memorial service and interment, and then nine months straight of legal paperwork. And there's so there's been, you know, the discussion around it has all been around, you know, well, what if we had done this, then we could have fixed it. Well, what if we had done that, then maybe it wouldn't have happened. Like it's a problem to fix rather than a stage of life to be experienced, mm-hmm. to shift the energy around it and say, this is the one thing other than our birth and our breath that we all share in common. I mean, I love, there's a little photo of you that I grabbed for the the graphics I'm going to create. It just made me so happy, which is, this is going to sound weird when I say this, but you said, nobody should be this excited to talk about grief and death. I mean, when I found out about death cafes, which is, you know, an in-person event that really, I don't know that it's been taking place that much since the pandemic, but certainly I attended for um, over a year in our, in here in Houston before the pandemic. And it's a place to talk more about, well, really about all grief, but, you know, primarily about um, end of life stages and planning and and just feelings for human animals and how, you know, something that we're going to share. And it's like, you know, dang it, for something that we all share in common, there really should be more information about this. Right. And I have found that trans, like, like just talking about it, just finding somebody else who is willing (laughs) to have a conversation who's not, you know, you're at a party and you're talking about, Oh, what did you do this past week? And I went to death cafe and they're like, wow, I think I see someone I know. And they're off across the room. And it's like, aren't y'all a little curious, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like our animals, they pave that path for us. It's like, if we, if we change, change the lenses in our glasses just a little bit, it's like, maybe this animal's passing. This is one of the gifts they give us is we get to ease some of our own fears about mm-hmm. our own passing and the passing of our human loved ones as well. Do you find, do you, it sounds like you have people who come back and they, they really share that your the experience of being with pet cloud and being with the grief groups that you run really makes a difference in their experience of life oh it does like death is one of the greatest teachers that we have yeah it will instantly tell you the most important things in your life boy we can't get it we can't change it can't fix it Right. And so we're just sit, suddenly sitting there with, with that loss and that inability and that, that empty pit in our stomach of, oh, maybe I could have spent more time with them or done or said something a little bit more kind. And it will okay. instantly lay that bare for you. And that's so uncomfortable. We spend the majority of our lives piling stuff in it so that we forget our, of our own mortality coming up right around the corner. And yet you've become such a student as well as a teacher and a leader of death and grief. Yeah, it's it's fascinating really once we get past yeah. the our own fear over it. I like how you said, you know, uh, we're all born, we all breathe and this is that last shared experience that we all do. Yeah. And regardless of species, I mean, it is something that is so pervasive. There's, it proves that we have, 
really, truly on a scale of importance, more, we are more alike than different. We have more in common than we have um, uh, challenges and separation. So I appreciate you taking the time. You've also got some other projects that I just want to touch on very briefly. Um, I know Pet Memory Project is just in its infancy, but I'd like people to be aware that it's coming and and be able to... um, to participate as it unfolds. So if you could share just, I, I, I know a little bit about it, but I'd rather have okay. it in your words. You're the creator, of the, you're the architect of a resource that really honestly, and especially in the online space has been complete, I feel like almost completely missing. And apologies to anyone out there who's like, no, it's not. And I don't, just don't know about your stuff yet, but this feels pretty, pretty much like a big virtual hug to me and yeah much needed yeah the the pet memory project is a podcast i'm creating to help people just tell stories of their losses so every every episode will have a different theme on it for instance guilt practically everyone i talk to has some form of guilt especially if we've had to euthanize our pet It's, it's a hard thing to make that call and so that episode would have three or four people sharing their stories and maybe an overall theme and, you know, with some wrap ups there. And that's essentially the whole episode. And every week will be a different theme. You know, when I when I start getting it together, you know, of love and uh, dealing with other people, the things they say to us. Uh, yes, you know, terrible things. very much so. Very much so. You know, it's it's interesting because I, I wrote a blog post, a, I don't know, a few months ago about coping. I think the title was Coping with Pet Death. And one of my human clients wrote to me and she had been, they had just had to euthanize their beloved canine. And she said, I was just searching online. She wasn't on my website. She was just searching online, looking for something about guilt over pet death. And she said, yours was pretty much the only thing that came up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't searching with her, so I don't know what she was looking at, but it just makes me feel so committed to making sure that that, not that I'm not delighted she circled back and found me again, but just so committed to shining light on places where we do have the ability to discuss it because If it doesn't get, I I just feel like the energy, like if it doesn't get discussed, it's not going to (laughs) move. It's just going to sit there like a little brick going, well, okay, I'm going to wait here until, (laughs) you know, you come. Also in our life happens and it spills out. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing. It's like sometimes, and I feel like the pandemic in particular, you know, we just aren't used to spending so much quality time with ourselves. And sometimes I feel like in a lot of cases, we've realized that it's not quality time. Like we're, we're just like climbing the walls because all we have is our own company. And it's, it's so, it's like, that's why when there is a grief, it, it can feel like it's not just, you know, a summer shower. It's like a, it's like a, like a tsunami just hit you because it's not just this one event. It's all the events that where grief has been unexpressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the work that you're doing is really amazing. Please let 
our listeners and watch and our watchers, our watchers, our viewers know watchers sounds creepy. I don't know why, but our viewers know <laughs> how can they find you? How can they engage with your community? How can they work with you and start moving through the loss and the fear and the grief that they're feeling? So, you know, our website, petcloud.pet, you can go there and uh, sign up for any of our groups. And that's how, so we do the Sunday groups free. We also have a group for people with missing pets. Mm. And I specifically for people with anticipatory bereavement and quality of life. Good, Making good, that good. decision to euthanize is the hardest thing in the world too. Yeah, it's true. Whole group for that. Um, so that's all on the website. Uh, uh, my email address, kevin at petcloud.pet. I'll, I'll generally answer just about any, anyone. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I really appreciate I it. Pet Memory Project. I have grievingatwork.com. I teach management mm -hmm. how to talk about grief in the workplace. It's That's a, a good one. That's a exact. Well, well spoken. Because when we have the grief and we have the, the death event and then we have our life that's waiting for us that doesn't wait it's not like we can just you know like press pause on the recording it just keeps on, on rolling yeah. and so what it's a you know those of you are who are listening or watching who have a role in um, human resources that was my dad's career for more than 30 years and it's you know people stuff it just we just don't go to work and turn it all off so this would be an amazing amazing resource to bring especially in the wake of the pandemic i can't think of anything more timely yeah yeah there's a massive amount of grief practically yeah. everyone in some way or form yeah 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 so kevin thank you so much it's been a privilege delighted Thanks, to continue to follow follow your journey and participate because I you know I there is it's there mm -hmm. we love whom we love we miss whom we miss even if we feel the connection in the spirit we still miss their cute feathery or furry or shelled body and mm -hmm. or their hum, beloved human form and it just yep part of the human experience so thank you for the good work that you're doing and my pleasure yeah yeah me. absolutely okay for those of you who are tuning in for the first time dear listeners and viewers please know that we have many many more beautiful podcast episodes on all kinds of different topics different walks of life different modalities different ways of working through the human aspect of loving an animal and working with the animal whom we love to help them have the best quality of life you can visit us at animallovelanguages.com backslash podcast if you're listening to this episode and you would like to watch the video version, you can find it there and vice versa. You can also sign up to be notified when a new podcast episode drops. So thank you again for being our part of our community. If it wasn't for you, it'd just be me and Kevin here talking to each other, which would also be cool, but it's mm -hmm. lovely to have you with us. So until next week, I want to send you all of our love and bye for now. Mm -hmm.